You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Travel Talk Weekly Show. I am your host, Rob. And I'm your other host, Carrie. Welcome to show number 30, original air date, May 5th, 2020. On this week's show, we're excited to announce a brand new addition to the show, and I will tell you this, it's an entertainment segment. (laughs) We realize that not just during this global shutdown, but also way before that, we have certain TV shows that we just love and keep going back to watching, and it's for kind of a travel-ish related reason. I would say it is travel-ish. I like how you add ish to that. So we're coming to the end of a show that has become one of our favorites, our go-to, and we're thinking, let's share the love. This is a show that you and I would watch when we would take a lunch break, especially during the whole you know, COVID-19 crap we're going through. Instead of going out to lunch, we'd sit down and say, and you say, okay, what do you want to watch? And it came down to this one show, which we're going to cover next week, but it was still, it's like, let's just grab a show we like. And that was our lunch break. Before we get into the main topic of the show, how many of you out there actually watched Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker? I'm going to guess it was quite a few because it came out on May the 4th, be with you. So that was good timing. (laughs) I thought that was really cool that Disney, you know, Disney Plus, you had to have that service. They came out with Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was really cool they did it on May 4th. Not even remotely surprised. Yeah, that was a nice treat for people that are stuck at home. But in the news, as of yesterday, Florida is now partially open. We're in phase one of the opening and we could not be more ready. We love phase one. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we do work from home and we have for, I don't know, probably 15 years. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So the biggest change for us was not being able to just go out to lunch and get out of our office a few times during the week. And with that being said, that probably did save us quite a bit of money, although we were cooking a lot at home. So I don't know what the... Yeah, but cooking at home was a lot cheaper. We were probably spending... You know, as I look at this, probably almost 200 a week. So we were pretty much, by not going out to eat, we were saving a rent payment. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that much, but... It was close. <laughs> so yes, as of yesterday, May 4th, things are getting back on track. And we actually decided to go celebrate and went out and enjoyed lunch at our favorite dive bar. And we are so happy that they are back open. For those of you that like to know even more about it, the place is called Kahuna's. And it's right across from Derby Lane, the dog track, where they filmed a scene from Ocean's Eleven. Wait, hold on. I mean, it was a dog track until some people decided to vote it out of existence. I happen to know people that work there, and those dogs were very well taken care of. But speaking of on-location filming, because that is where Ocean's Eleven had a scene there, a few weeks ago, we talked about armchair traveling, and basically that is finding ways to learn about places you want to travel from the comfort of your home and kind of virtually visiting them. Virtually, yes. The virtual vacation. So another fun way to see different parts of the world, obviously, is through TV shows and movies. And I will say probably TV shows more than movies because with a movie, 
you typically you watch it once, maybe a few times. But with a TV show that is shot, and I will say this, not on set, but on location, you really get to know the place even more. And the one that we just finished TV series was Bosch on Amazon Prime. We love that film. And it happens to take place in LA and the Hollywood Hills. And for those of you that are trying to figure out, how do you spell that? It is B-O-S-C-H. You can go into imdb.com, which happens to be the app that I probably use more than anything else in the world. And that stands for Internet Movie Database, so imdb.com. And you can see the filming locations. And for this show, they even have the address of Harry Bosch's home in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, so we've actually, this is our our way of kind of touring the Hollywood Hills. We actually have opened that up on a map and gone to satellite view on Google Maps, and you can totally see where the house is. It's kind of neat, though, to know that that is a real house. It is not a set. And that was one of the fun things when we went on our trip last year, was we were in LA, specifically up in Hollywood, before we went down to Anaheim, and just looking up at the Hollywood Hills and just saying, oh, those are all the places that you see on Bosch, or driving by the downtown LA area, and you can see all those same buildings that you see on the show. That makes the it kind Capitol of fun. Records building, I remember yeah, that one. It makes it kind of fun when you're watching the show to say, hey, I've been there. But how cool would it be if you actually owned the house and you got to rent it to the whole staff of Bosch for filming? That would be pretty cool. And I bet you get paid a nice penny for it, too. A pretty penny. <laughs> I've been a huge fan of author Michael Connolly, who is the writer of the show, for more years than I can remember. I am a voracious reader, thanks to my mom, and one of my favorite memories of her before she passed was taking her to a meet and greet and a book signing by Michael Connolly, which is really cool because he has a home here in Tampa, so we went to a little bookstore. I remember you were on a business trip, you were out of town, and I said, hey mom, I want to go see this author, and she's like, I want to go. I'm like, wow, and that was really, it was really neat that my mom wanted to come with me. And we got to meet this author at a tiny little bookstore in downtown Tampa. And I will say Michael Connolly was very humble and a really nice guy to meet. Now, he also has homes in L.A. or a home in L.A. Not the Bosch home. Not the Bosch home. But (laughs) because he lives there as well, part time, I mean, he's from Tampa. That just gives him a whole nother perspective when he's writing the stories and the scripts that you can tell that he knows everything about those areas. And so he's like a perfect expert for you to kind of follow if you want to know a little bit more about those areas. You know what? You're right. So for the people that don't know Michael Connolly, you probably know his works, even if you do not know his name. Many of his novels have been turned into movies. Blood Work with Clint Eastwood, The Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey, and now, of course, Bosch. And of course, we're going to talk about this without spoilers because we don't want to tell you everything that's going to happen. We want you to go watch the show and just enjoy it like we did. So Bosch is about an L.A. cop named Harry Bosch. His full name is Hieronymus Bosch. He was named after a very famous painter. And he is played brilliantly by actor Titus Welliver. And for some reason, this is not a typical cop show where the crime happens in the opening segment, and then less than 60 minutes later, the crime is solved. Yeah, that does not happen on this show. Magically. <laughs> you really get to know Harry, and I can say, as a fan of the books, Titus Welliver is Harry Bosch. Our promise to you is that if you have not seen any of the shows that we are going to talk about in future episodes, we're just going to give you enough information to kind of wet your whistle, get your interest. So if that location sounds like something that you would be interested in watching 
is part of a TV show. We're just going to give you a little taste so you can go and experience it just like we did with no spoilers. And I think that's kind of the key point is we're not going to talk about shows that we like, even though we do like a lot of them that are filmed on a TV set at a studio. The shows we're going to talk about are places that you can see them in the actual show and also visit them because this is a travel show. Just another way for you to go and experience another destination is by, you know, following stories and films or, again, the TV shows we like a little bit better because it's usually a series. And so you revisit it over and over and over. And you really get to know the location. Like, I can tell you right now, I know where Harry lives. I know where he works. I know where he drives. I know the coffee shops. And that's one of the really fun things is he said, okay, Harry's getting a cup of coffee at, you know, wherever. We can go visit that yeah. as a, a regular person. <laughs> I know. It makes it kind of fun. Without an acting title behind our name. <laughs> so there's a little travel spin on some entertainment. We'll share more in future shows about some shows to maybe check out if you like kind of that on-location type filming. And next week is a really, really funny show that we've become addicted to. So we'll tell you more about that on next week's show. If you want to see Bosch, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. There are a lot of great places to visit, and many of them are actually in your own backyard. Or our backyard, yeah. It's right down the street. (laughs) Well, so this week, we are taking you to our backyard, St. Petersburg and Clearwater, because with all of the pandemic stuff going on, a lot of people, they're anxious to go out and travel, but they're not ready to hop on a plane. I would agree. And if you're like most people who are not familiar with Florida, when you think of Florida, and specifically the Florida beaches, you might think of South Beach and Miami and Daytona Beach. What I loved about Daytona, and we're going back to a decade that was a long time ago, is me and two of my buddies, we would drive from St. Louis, go all the way to Daytona, and Daytona is one of the only beaches where you can actually drive on it. So you can like pull up your car, throw up, you know, take the T-tops off of my Mustang GT, put the speakers on the roof, and just relax. But did you know they're actually way better white sand beaches on the Gulf side, or what we like to call over here, the Sun Coast. And I will say that they are the best beaches. And it's not just our opinion. You're just saying that because we live here. Nope. They actually get voted that every single year. They do. So when people say they're going to Tampa for a vacation, they're not. They're most likely going to Clearwater, unless they're really smart. And then what they do is they go to St. Petersburg, which is our hometown, a whole bunch, like way more beaches and more things to do. I moved here to Florida in 1997. And I moved here from Salt Lake City in 2005. Your best decision ever. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely like the beaches here, that's for sure. But if you are looking to plan a Florida vacation, you definitely should check out the beaches over on the Gulf side, specifically the ones we're going to talk about, which is Clearwater and the St. Pete beaches. The best airport to fly into is, of course, Tampa, Airport Identifier, TPA. But other options include St. Petersburg, which is PIE, or Sarasota, which is SRQ. So for St. Pete, it is Papa, Indigo, Echo. And for Sarasota, it is Sierra, Romeo, Quebec. Ooh, look at you. Did I sound like a pilot? I mean, we did did go flying yesterday with with our friend Ken. That was kind of (laughs) cool. So like you said, when you come down to Tampa, you're not 
going to be going to the beaches in Tampa. Tampa really has no beaches. Technically they do, but we cannot say on the air what we call them. (laughs) The two you are going to look at is Clearwater or St. Pete. Now, Clearwater is definitely going to be something that's a little more commercial, like you're going to have your big brand chain hotels. And we like the Sand Pearl. And they also, the same same company has another property called Opal. These are very big, more like kind of resort type places. Luxurious. Yes. And you will pay a resort fee for these places. Yes, you are going to pay definitely <laughs> the big resort fees. And you have a beautiful beach to enjoy. But if you want to have like a spa or fitness center, places like that on as part of where you're staying, these would definitely be a good choice. And right next to the Sand Pearl, where we did some of our ESPN events for the St. Petersburg Bowl that has gone through... More name changes than I can even count. <laughs> Every year we would do a, a summer event there. And right next door to the Sand Pearl is one of our favorite restaurants. And that is the Clear Sky Cafe. Yes, they have one of the best Bloody Mary bars on the beach. That's what you yeah, that's on the what weekends. you remember. It's just the, the Bloody food, Mary bar. No, the food is fantastic. And I remember back in the day when you and me and Flash were doing our radio show. That was called Travel Talk Weekly. Ironically enough, we did a radio show about 10 years ago, and one of our sponsors and partners was the Clear Sky Beachside Cafe. So also over in Clearwater, you're going to get some more kind of chain restaurants as well. One of them is Hooters. That's right kind of in the central area. For those of you that do not know this about me, which actually not one of you listening to this knows this, when I came down here, Hooters was my very first job. Well, there you go. I was going through management training. I was not a Hooters guy. <laughs> I don't think it. they have those. But if they did, I was not going to okay. be one of them. But yeah, Hooters actually was started in Clearwater. Not this particular location, but that's one of the reasons why it's on the beach. We Very can almost popular. see it from our, our studio. <laughs> almost. Another hotel that we just did a site visit there this past week because we're working on an event. That place is amazing. And this is the Sheraton Sand Key. Now, this one is not on the super, super popular area of Clearwater, but it's technically in Clearwater. And they have a ginormous beach that they own. It's a private beach and they own 13 acres of beachfront going from, and you and I were talking about this, is that from the hotel walking all the way to the beach that's a long walk like yeah it was a really long walk yeah so if you're looking for something that you're just comfortable maybe a point you want to use and you want to stay on the beach clear water is probably going to be your best option yes now if you want something that's maybe a little smaller beach or something a little more what we call kind of old florida then saint pete saint pete beach are definitely some great options for you I say that these are more of like an old school beach town with a mix of old and new, but very typical when you think of like mom and pop hotels. And the biggest difference between the beaches of Clearwater versus St. Pete is that for Clearwater, you pretty much only have one way to drive in. You're going to drive over that one bridge. You're going to go through a roundabout. There's going to be traffic. And it can be very congested. St. Pete has three, four, five different, I guess, arteries or highways or streets that go out to the beach. So you're never restricted to just, oh, I'm going to Clearwater Beach and I have to go on this one road. Yeah, it makes a big difference, though, especially during spring break time when things get really, really busy. So if you are looking to go to St. Pete Beach, of course, you may have heard of the very famous Don Cesar. Yes. This is the giant pink hotel that is a very large hotel and does have a lot of the amenities like you would get up in Clearwater. And we have our very good friend Ron from the Don 
who has had worked there for a long time. Yeah, he was a concierge there for a long time. And if you come to St. Pete, you should definitely at least stop in, have a drink, because this is a very historical hotel, and it's great photo ops. Moving just up Gulf Boulevard, just a tiny little bit, is a place that we know and love called the Alden Suites. Now, this is a family-owned hotel slash kind of motel. It's Def- a, definitely motel. It's definitely like a yeah. motel, but don't let that throw you. I mean, most of the properties you're going to get along St. Pete Beach are going to be kind of motel-esque, but this has been around for, gosh, I think families have been going here for like over 50 years, yeah, maybe? Yeah, since the 50s. Yeah, so for a very long time, and they renovate them like every four years. They do like a They do a different building every year. So you're pretty much guaranteed you're going to be in something that's been renovated in the last few years. And they also have a very, very big private beach as well. They do. And I love the location. And I, I like, do too. I like the folksiness of Alden. Okay, define folksiness. Folksy is just, it's like, it's small town beach. And so you get to know the staff and they have two pools. They have a hot tub. One of my favorite features of this particular one is that they're all suites for the most part. I think that there are like some one Yes, you do have a kitchen. one bedroom. So you do have like a kitchen or a kitchenette and then they also have some bungalows that are beautiful. They just launched those a few years ago and I they, remember they renovated those and we're like, "Oh my gosh, I want to stay here." Yeah, they are beautiful. But one of the best parts about staying at the Alden Suites is the bartenders. You got Chris and David that are an attraction in and of themselves because they are so engaging. And that's the funny part is, if, again, if you're not coming down here, you wouldn't know this, but they are probably two of the most famous bartenders in Florida. They really are. I mean, that that is something that people look forward to seeing them when they come back on their trips. And this is a testament to the Alden Suites is they have the biggest repeat customer base I've ever seen when someone stays there. And they keep going back. You just got to know what you're getting into. This is not going to be the sand pearl where you have a spa. Totally different. It's totally different it's experience. It's a smaller footprint. And if yeah. you compare it to, you know, like you said, the sand pearl, that's going to be a very modern hotel. Right. Alton Suites is a 1950s beach motel, exterior entrances versus interior. And you really feel, I think, with Alden, I think you feel a little more part of the experience as opposed to being in the experience with Sand Pearls. Like, oh, you have all these, you know, right. nice You have lobby like your restaurant and, you know. and all that stuff that's in there. So they don't have any restaurants on site. They do have a food truck. And they have partners that bring food to but, you. Yeah. But you can just walk across the street or walk down the street and enjoy some of the local food. And they have some great places that are all within walking distance. I would agree. If you really want to be a local, then Alden Suites is the place for you. Because, again, I like the fact that they don't have a restaurant because that would be a huge expense. And they just say, oh, go here, go here, go here. And they give you three or four recommendations. And you pick based on whatever you're you know, wanting to eat that night. And it is really, really laid back. That is one of the best parts about Alden Suites is how laid back it is. Now, if you want something that's maybe just a little busier, per se, you could go next door. Um, there are The Tradewinds. The Tradewinds. Tradewinds is another property that is right next to Alden Suites. So it's same part of that beautiful beach. Literally next door. And this is definitely more commercial. It's a taller building. It is a hotel versus a motel. 
And of course, all up and down this Gulf Coast, there are lots of condos and townhome rentals that you can do. Just be careful because again, this is old Florida. You may be surprised when you show up not realizing that these are definitely going to be older buildings. Now they do have some new builds, but some of those are that's actual residence where people live. I would say that's pretty rare there. Yeah. Yeah. But in most cases, you can just go and stay at the hotel and the beach. You don't need to get a car. You can just take an Uber from the airport out to your beach place. And they actually have a trolley that goes up and down Gulf Boulevard. So if you're staying at one of the partner hotels, it's free. And so you could go from St. Pete Beach, take that trolley one day, go all the way up to Clearwater, maybe hop on a a fishing charter or just go and enjoy the beaches up there. You have lots of really easy ways to get around. And that leads us to our next point is why are you going to stay on the West Coast versus the East Coast? And this is a great tip, especially if you have younger kids. The water is really calm and you can walk out for, in some cases, you know, 50 to 100 yards before it starts getting a little bit deeper. So you can walk out. The water might be knee high with very little tide. And it's very, very soft. It's great for kids because the white sand comes from shells. You literally, you can like scoop up a bunch of shells, huge amounts. I remember when I first saw the white sand, I was like, whoa, this is really kind of cool. Does that go back to when we were dating? It does. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. (laughs) And, but it's really cool though, to just see all of these shells that are, to me, growing up and going to the West coast and going to California and you go hunting for shells here, you cannot avoid them because they're just in like huge groups. Another really popular thing to do around this area is to go deep sea fishing. And we used to do that with the ESPN game we were attached to. Uh, One year we would do a golf tournament. The next year we would do a fishing outing. Yeah, it's great because you can do just like a, a day trip and head on out and you can jump on a charter. There's lots of different options right out of Clearwater. I remember you and I, we did like a three night trip or a two night trip. Yeah, that was quite rustic. <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared you for say that. Rustic. <laughs> okay, that is hilarious. We did catch a lot of fish. We did catch a lot of fish. But a lot sleep, of grouper. But sleeping in a hammock in a moving boat, that was I would say probably the most rustic trip we've ever taken. Yeah, that was interesting. Now, one of my favorite features about doing a vacation on the west coast of Florida is you get those beautiful sunsets. You do not get those on the east coast. East coast, you get the sunrise. We get the sunsets. And let's face it, most of you are not up at sunrise anyway. And so sunsets are a big part of our day. We go out on the balcony more often than not. I'm, I'm kind of shocked. Like, hey, guess what? There's a sunset. And you're like, oh my God, they're doing another one today. I'm like, yeah, they do them every day. <laughs> they're every day. Well, and if you're lucky enough to catch them with some great weather, the sunsets are beautiful. And it's a great kind of little cap to your vacation. And also a great photo op. This is true. Now we do have some great beaches in St. Pete and in Clearwater, but also in this area, is another great place you may want to stay if maybe like beachy stuff isn't your thing, but you still want to get to some warm weather. Downtown St. Petersburg is a place that I've been going to for over 20 years. And there's a really nice harbor and there's a hotel called the Vinoy. It was a very historic hotel. It's been open since I think World War One. Yep. They actually house some members of the military there. Beautiful, again, old school as far as the structure a really nice place right on the harbor. And for those of you that are boaters, there's a nice little marina right there as well. Yeah, it's a great place to rent a slip and bring your boat. And then you can enjoy all the things that downtown St. Pete has. One thing I love is what they've done is they have 
tried to get more and more restaurants and businesses in downtown St. Pete, but they don't allow chains. And so if you want some You're right. Some You're really, not going to walk yeah. down Beach Drive and go to Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. Or an Outback or any of those that, you know, they're just or Burger typical. King. You're going to go and get a little more kind of some unique one-off type restaurants. Yes. And surprisingly, a lot of them have very fresh seafood on the menu. Yes, they do. It's like I go, we go back to St. Louis. I'm like, oh, do you want some grouper? Do you want some seafood? I'm like, no, (laughs) I live in Florida. That's where I eat my seafood. Exactly. Now, a little south of St. Pete, so a little bit of a drive, but not horrible, is Anna Maria Island. And this is a great place if you want to rent a nice home or townhome on the beach or across the street from the beach. Also, Siesta Key, which is a little further south, Kind of the same thing. So do you want to go to Scob? I know, right? That's like a big oyster place. That is Siesta, Siesta Key Oyster Key. Bar. Yep. Very famous. Featured on a TV show, no less. Yeah, Siesta Key is very small. It's it's a great little place. We have a friend of ours, a really good friend of ours, who lives in Tampa, and he has a rental property down in Anna Maria Island. And it's very, very popular. And the only way you can get to rent this place is you have to know him or you have to know us. <laughs> this is not like it's out on, you know, Facebook and what what are the VRBO and Airbnb? It definitely fills up because he has two. He has a three bedroom and a four bedroom and they're a great location, perfect for a family. So the next time you're looking to do a beach vacation or you want to come down where it's warm, consider going into our backyard and hit either Clearwater, St. Pete Beach, or maybe if you want to go a little further south, Anna Maria Island, Siesta Key, they all have their pros and they're all a little bit different, but our coast is definitely the best coast. I think that's funny. You said they all have pros. I don't think any of them have cons. I would agree. I know. So we're going down uh, in about nine days. We're going to be headed down to Port Charlotte, which is just north of Fort Myers. So we can start learning our new hobby, powered paragliding. And we're just going to pick a little mom and pop place down there. We're probably going to be down there for about four days or so. And we're just going to pick a little mom and pop hotel and just stay there. If you have a favorite place in your state that is your little hidden gem, please head on over to either Facebook or Instagram and share that with us. Like you I know, know, like everybody has that hidden gem in their backyard, and the only way that we can find out about it is if you tell us. And if you do actually have a hidden gem in your backyard, if you could please dig that up and send that to us. We will have it appraised for you. (laughs) And also, if you enjoy either of our shows, Travel Talk Weekly or Disney Travel Secrets, we have a new program called DTS Backstage. Yes, that is where you become a partner of ours. It is DTSBackstage.com. Something to check out. We hope you and your family are safe and healthy. And with the new phased openings in the States, still, you know, be careful And we're looking forward to, though, when traveling is going to get back to normal and everything will be opened up. It's going to happen. Until next time, plan a trip so you have something to look forward to. And also, think about this. It's a great, big, beautiful world. Get out there and see it. And remember, never stop exploring. Exploring.